Welcome to this edition of In the Author's Voice. I'm Jeff Williams. This Halloween marks the 10th anniversary of the Killer Nashville Writers Conference. It takes place October 29th through November 1st in Nashville. This year debuts a new anthology of mystery and horror short stories by authors from the conference. The book is Killer Nashville Noir, Cold-Blooded. I recently talked with conference organizer Clay Stafford, who is an award-winning author, screenwriter, and filmmaker in his own right. Well, the conference is 10 years old, and uh, we started in 2006 with our first one, and what what we originally decided to do was I came home and I, I told my wife, I said, let's, let's have a, a writer's conference, and we'll just invite, invite all our friends down, and uh, we're in Nashville, and so we did, and about 60 people showed up. We had a great time, and we've been doing it every year, and now we've grown to almost 500 in attendance, people coming from around the world, and it's everybody from wanting to be writers who have an idea all the way through uh, New York Times bestsellers who are there to learn new tricks themselves. So it's it's been a, it's been a good growth and a lot of fun. The latest book is Killer Nashville Noir Cold Blood. How did the book come about? Do you, are, are you producing a book every every year with the conference? Yes, or? it's it's this is the first one, but it's an annual. We're we're putting one out every year. It's coming from Diversion Books. And um, basically, uh, I, th- I thought for the 10-year anniversary, why not? We have, you know, we've got like 400 alumni writers with our organization, and I thought, you know, why don't I just ask if, you know, if anybody's interested in contributing? Well, just about all of them did, so I had to go through and try to figure out. Okay, well, I can only use 20. Which ones do I use? And so we uh, we ended up choosing 20 out of you know, a couple of hundred that were really, really, really good. And I just wish I had a way to uh, just, you know, create an entire encyclopedia of all the short stories we got in. But these were the 20 that we chose. I was going to ask you, I mean, I've, I've worked on collaborative projects, and, and I know how stuff ends up on the on the cutting room floor, so to speak. When you have that many creative forces involved, how do you decide what goes into a book like this? Well, this one we just looked at it thematically, and we really started out. I did. I had no idea. It was kind of like Killer Nashville, the conference itself. I had no idea that so many people would show up if I just sent out the invitation. And so, uh, it, when once I got them, uh, the parameters pretty much kind of developed after that. That we we needed to either have someone in jeopardy or someone who demised or whatever, and we tried to figure out what was what was the cause of that. Plus. Uh, I, most of these writers had really good surprise endings, and so that became a criteria that uh, just when when because I read a lot of books, and so when I was reading along and I, I had it all figured out and I knew what was going to happen, and then I get right to the last paragraph, and the writer switched on me, and it was just plain obvious what was coming, and I missed it completely. I thought, you know, okay, this is a contender, and so that's pretty much how we decided for these uh, top twenty. Does the does the name of 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 the book Im, Im, imply as to what types of um, of nefarious activity is 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 going on in the in the book? Yes, I think cold blooded just about sums it up. <laughs> Can you get I uh, for listeners that that uh, um, are are peaked and want to go out and and uh, and read more? Uh, get, just kind of give us. Can you give us just kind of a, a teaser about uh, one of the stories in the in the anthology? Well, there's uh, there's one from uh, just right off the top of my head. First thing is uh, Jeffrey Deaver, who's uh, pretty famous for the Bone Collector with Denzel Washington. He's got one in here um, that is about a guy who has a repressed memory, and the the teaser on that is it 
all started with a Buick, and he sees a Buick in uh, at a car show, and uh, things just naturally progress after that. Of course, if I tell you more, you're pretty much because these are short stories; they don't go on forever. <laughs> If I tell you more, I pretty much tell you the whole thing. But uh, it uh, it kind of starts, and all of them are kind of like intriguing uh, like that as they begin, and then they just uh, spill forward. I may have had a relationship like that with an old Pontiac. I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> no blood was spilled, though. But, uh... Yeah. Well, you know, if it, for, for your listeners who know Jeffrey Deaver, it, uh, it gets pretty it, it gets pretty twisted by the time you get to the end of it. And it just all started with a Buick, as he says in his first line. It, it, it sounds like that, that uh, collectively... Your your participants, your writers, your your, your members of this of this conferencing group, really truly in, enjoy this experience. Absolutely, it's a it's a good it's a good thing, and it's a great thing for beginning writers if they're interested in coming in the conference. The, the one this year is uh, the weekend of Halloween, um, but it's uh, we I've, I've kind of from the very beginning we had that Quincy Jones model. You know, it's not uh, when we, you just leave your egos at the door as you come in. And so the people who come in there um, are all on an equal plane, and the best sellers are happy to give out business cards and personal emails and everything to these new writers to help them along. And it's not like we have, as writers, a structured way in order to get from point A to point B. It's a lot of it has to do with just meeting somebody who says, "Oh, you're, you know, you got some talent. You're, you're a good kid. You're, you're, you know, you're." kind of an idiot and knucklehead but let me let me help you come here and so uh, all of us I think have that experience and so we come back to this conference and this is how the conference grew from my perspective as a way of giving back to a new generation of writers and I say new generation because uh, it's not necessarily in age because we do have 20 year olds but we also have 60 year olds who show up and have always wanted to be a writer have a great story that they want to tell, but just don't know how to do it. And so that's the kind of environment we try to provide. I was going to ask you, any of the writers that have, that have been and have come and that are now starting to see success that listeners would be familiar well, with? Ab- absolutely. Um, I don't know. You know, it, they always say, like, well, I was an actor and stuff. To, well, what shows have you been on? I don't know. What, do you, what would I know you from? I don't know. I don't know what you watch. But the, the in terms of... Uh, success stories. I can give you uh, just two, for example. We have a program called the Claymore Award, which is for 50 pages of unpublished manuscripts. And um, last, uh, year before last, Jonathan Stone won that. And he went on, we helped him get a agent. We got He got a traditional book advance. He got a movie deal out of it. Um, and that's Jonathan Stone. And then last year, Dana Shambly Carpenter was our Claymore Award winner. She got offered a publishing contract that night, ended up uh, turning it down. We connected her with another agent. Uh, she went on to get a really good advance with a publishing company, and her book, uh, Bohemian Gospel, is coming out, uh, I think, this November. Uh-huh. So, I mean, we've, we've got hundreds of success stories associated with it. And the, and the cool thing is we don't make a dime off of it. Everything that we do is volunteer. Everybody who's involved is volunteer. Uh, we have 40 to 60 volunteers who take off work, and these are non-writers. They take off work every year for their vacation time, 
and come and work at Killer Nashville on behalf of the writers. So it's really a giving group. That's just so refreshing and <laughs> reaffirming that in in this day and age that you have a you know have a group of, of, of professionals that are are willing to do that. Well, and we try to keep the conference just for the conference itself. We try to keep it low priced. Uh, because usually the people who need us most are the ones who really can't afford to come. And then we've got some other programs, like this year we've got the um, Killer Nashville Lisa Jackson Scholarship. Uh, Lisa Jackson, best-selling romantic suspense novelist, she has set up this uh, scholarship fund to help provide for people to uh, come to Killer Nashville, and it includes everything. Uh, they just have to write an essay about why they want to be a writer, why they think they need this award, and uh, we've got two people this year, and Lisa is paying for, um, through her scholarship fund in Killer Nashville, she's paying for all flights, transportation, lodging, and conference fees, and everything associated with it. So all the person has to do is just get on a plane. And, and I guarantee you when they come here, it's, gonna, it's really going to change their life. What is the, from a writer, from a creative perspective, what is the attraction with, with, with mystery and, and, and horror? Well, you've got I think you've got two, several different factors because we we go mystery thriller suspense so we cover a lot of ground but I think you've got your I found that you've pretty much got your kind of the the mental personalities of different people some people like the idea of just figuring out a puzzle and for those people they tend to gravitate more towards the mystery side some just need some sort of adrenaline push and they tend to go for the thrillers and then some like the more uh, more I don't want to say benign because that's not really the word but it's the only way I can think of a benign approach like the Alfred Hitchcock approach where you're suggesting something and those people tend to fall into the suspense area and so we've got a, we've got a group that goes across and I think it's really what is your mental constitution as to what you what you head towards <laughs> Oh goodness! Well, the, the conference is, is coming up at uh, at the end of the month, and I think you you mentioned that it's it's getting pretty good size. You say four or five hundred folks involved with this? Absolutely, yes. It just, it uh, it it's it's grown uh, way beyond what my imagination is, and we have people who come from uh, South Korea, Japan, Australia, Italy, uh, Scotland, UK. Um, it's it's just amazing to me that uh, the, where, where the people are coming from and. Um, out as an outgrowth of that, once again, and this is a totally volunteer thing, we have Killer Nashville Magazine, if any of your listeners are there. Uh, there's a wealth of information on it. It's free. It's online. It's just KillerNashvilleMagazine.com, and you can go there and look at we've We've even got uh, foreign correspondents in Thailand and U.K. and stuff who contribute articles. And, again, once again, all of it, volunteer, a global thing of writers just helping out new writers. That's author, screenwriter, and filmmaker Clay Stafford. The anthology is Killer Nashville Noir, Cold-Blooded. The 2015 Killer Nashville Writers' Conference takes place October 29th through November 1st. With this edition of In the Author's Voice, I'm Jeff Williams.